It's that time again. Time for the Go I.O. Go podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I'm joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go I.O. Go. This is podcast number two. Hello, Ian. Welcome to Go I O Go podcast number two. I guess we made it through the first one. Yeah, it appears we're still in play here. Uh, week two of the podcast. Uh, looking forward to talking more uh, Wyoming sports with yourself and, of course, the fans listening in. Well, I tell you what, we're uh, not only is this our second podcast, but we're getting into the um, second week of Wyoming fall camp. And... Um, I've been looking at the board, and I watch closely, and there's a little bit of frustration out there. Some people thinking that um, this camp is a little more secretive than the past, and uh, I don't know. Um, do you feel like the information is not as forthcoming as, as, as Bowles' first two years? Well, it doesn't feel like as much uh, information flowing through right now. Uh, I think a lot of fans out there are very eager right now to see, you know, hear about the Cowboys. I'll find out what, what players are coming up through the ranks that could lend this program with some depth and could really be some difference makers outside the, the normal group of Brian Hill and Josh Allen or whoever else. I think fans are pretty eager, but it doesn't seem like there's as much to flow with information. I'm not sure the secrecy part with uh, the Coach Bowl is any different than last year or the year before uh, with secrecy. Um, so I sometimes think this is an anthill made into a mountain type situation. But I, I know fans are eager out there to get information, hear more information, and maybe, and obviously I think there's that situation where there's maybe not as much coming through the through people that are covering the football team. Well, you know, the fact that some people are impatient about the information is a good thing because that means they're thirsting for information about the Wyoming Cowboys. It, re- it, it remains... Um, it shows, I mean, uh, that they're interested. So that's a good thing. Uh, that, yeah, I agree. I think um, I think fans are hungry for a winner. I, I mentioned this before. I think a lot of fans are very hungry for a winner. It's been a long time since Wyoming's been really, really good in football. It's been a few years since we've been to a bowl game. People have anticipated Craig Bowl with his background at North Dakota State and the success that he had there. Now he's in his third year, and I really you just kind of feel that sense of urgency, that eagerness to see the Cowboys win, and especially from the core fan base. Well, you know, that's um, that's uh, what it kind of been that way all the time. But I don't know this time it feels a little bit more special. Uh, maybe we're just that much more hungrier. But um, I mean, we've got a lot of good things to look at. The recruiting looks good. Uh, we've got some good players in camp. Uh, still, we've got our concerns. Um, I heard there's some been some issue with hamstrings uh, uh, this last week. Yeah, last year was concussion issues uh, that really hurt Wyoming. Maybe the previous year seemed like there were a lot of concussions. Now, we're not getting as many concussions because I think some of the equipment, the helmet equipment's improved but also just the way they're teaching tackling, that sort of thing. But this year it seems like they've been hit a little bit more with the hamstring issue. And we know hamstrings can be a tricky 
type of uh, injury because they can kind of linger on. And being that some of the best players in this program, uh, Wingard, uh, Tanner Gentry, have have that Robert Priester. They're all been you know have not participated much in fall camp to this point. Now there are a couple more have been added to the list today. Drew McMahon, the fullback, and uh, Jake Mulhart. So right there we count up five hamstrings from key players. So I think that's a little bit concerning. But Coach Bull says they're getting closer and closer, and he expects expect those guys to be back soon. And that begs the question about conditioning. Um, is hamstring a, a conditioning um, issue, or is it um, – uh, what is it exactly? I'm not quite sure. I'm really not quite sure either. Um, probably not the best one to speculate on that. I don't really have a medical background, really good medical background. <laughs> I'm not really sure uh, if it's conditioning, but I'm, I'm very confident uh, this – this program is, is well-conditioned. They have a great plan for strength and conditioning, you know, gaining size, gaining weight, um, gaining strength across the board. So I don't know if it's so much the, you know, the conditioning of the program as maybe some other issues, uh, maybe just some bad luck early in fall camp. Well, I tell you what, you talked about the conditioning, and uh, I had a conversation uh, yesterday with a young man by the name of Carl Granderson, you know, the defensive uh, defensive end, uh, sophomore. And um, he has really benefited from the off-season uh, off program, up 40 pounds from uh, his playing weight last year. Uh, why don't we listen to that interview? Well, here at Go I O Go, we're uh, privileged to have one of the members of the University of Wyoming defense, Carl Granderson, a sophomore defensive end. Uh, Carl, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it a lot, man. Well, you're a week into practice now, so um, how are things going for you? Um, I'm doing pretty well, you know, just uh, staying active, making sure I stay stay, uh, on top of my stuff and uh, keep my weight up and stay strong. Well, now, speaking of keeping your weight up, uh, you're playing uh, significantly heavier than you were this time last year, right? Yes, sir. What about 40 pounds? Yeah, about 43 pounds. Now, has that slowed you down any? Um, no, it just it, it actually makes me more explosive, you know, uh, as far as my get-off and, and uh, my first few steps. Let me ask you this. Uh, you've, you've come out to Wyoming from California and Sacramento, so this is kind of a cultural change for you. How's it been for you for the last year or so? Yeah, last year or so, it's been cool. You know, I'm, I actually like it here. I didn't go home for the last break because uh, I enjoyed my time being here. and um, I'd rather be here than back home because this is my new home, and, and I just like the environment, the people. You know, the people, the coaches, and the uh, connection I have around here. Well, that's great. So now you're starting into your uh, sophomore year. You're going to be the defensive, uh, one of the defensive uh, ends. Uh, what do you think, uh, between last year and now, what do you think some of the changes of the team going through? How are you feeling about the team right now? Um, I feel about the team right now. Uh, the offense is doing good and uh, as far as the defense, but uh, we got to work on some things with our defense right now. Uh, but other than that, we're doing well. Um, the D-liner, rushing the quarterback, 
Um, the secondary, secondary is going to uh, do picks and stuff. So I feel like uh, overall, the group we're coming, we're coming as one. Well, now, Eddie Yarbrough was there uh, last year, and he's off in the pros now. So I guess you're going to kind of pick up his mantle? Yeah, um, Eddie, Ar- Eddie Yarbrough is uh, a big inspiration to me. You know, I looked up to him last year, and he left a legacy here. So I'm just as far as uh, trying to be a leader just like him and have an impact on people. And showing by example, that's the main part. Well, you've got the uh, game coming up in two weeks. Have you thought anything about um, University of Northern Illinois yet? Uh, you know, we just uh, focusing on uh, them first and um, just uh, prepare. You know, prepare. We got a, a few weeks, and it's gonna come by fast. So um, we just gonna start practicing early for them. I see. So you uh, you're not quite there yet. You're just trying to get your fundamentals down and. Get the get the defense going before you start thinking about the next opponent. Yeah, pretty much. That's good. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, wanted to check out uh, check you out um, for a long time because you've um, uh, seemed to come on really strong last year. You were a uh, true freshman, and now you're a sophomore. And uh, we really appreciate you coming to the University of Wyoming. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate being here. You know, it's a blessing. Well, very good. Well, thank you for joining us. Maybe we'll talk uh, some more later on this year. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Take care now. Okay, that was uh, my conversation with Carl Granderson. Uh, really nice young man. Uh, he really likes being in Laramie, and that uh, that really makes me feel good. Well, Carl Granderson's one of the examples, you know, along with Brian Hill and some of the other players that can maybe give the Cowboy fans some hope coming off that 2-10 season that the coaching staff has a nose for some talent. They're going to build some talent in the program. And uh, Carl Granderson is one of those guys that showed a lot by gaining the 40 pounds, so he has the work ethic and the focus. And Coach Bull actually said after practice today that he feels the pass rushing is improving with Granderson and Kevin Prosser over the last couple of years. He feels like we can have a better pass rush with those two players, led by Carl Granderson, and that's an area that Wyoming's been not as effective over over the last few years with the pass rush, and it appears that side is starting to come along a little bit, at least according to Coach Bowl today. That's, uh, that's very good. And, uh, you know, there was an article uh, in the Tribune uh, yesterday about Jalen Ortiz, the guy from... Uh, the transfer from UCLA. Uh, he looks like he's going to give us another dimension there in the uh, in the back uh, the backside of the uh, defense. Well, uh, Ortiz was a blue chip, sort of a blue chip recruit. He went to UCLA. He played in the Pac-12. Um, so he does he does have some athleticism uh, to garner that type of scholarship, and he's actually proven it on the field that he has that athleticism that can help add another dimension to that secondary, add more depth to that secondary. But in addition to that, he sounds like he's a pretty intelligent kid that may have a chance to play multiple positions, whether it's free safety or whether it's the nickel position. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's a great addition. Well, now, uh, we've been talking a lot about the um, defense and um, talking to Grandson. I also had a chance to talk to Coach Vegan a little bit about the offense and uh, their preparations. Uh, why don't we listen to that? 
Well, we've got the uh, offensive coordinator for the University of Wyoming Cowboys, Brent Vegan, is with us. Uh, Coach, uh, welcome to Go Y.O. Go Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, of course, we're, uh, I guess we're one week into uh, uh, fall camp now, so you've had a chance to look at things. Uh, what's your general impression of the team so far? Well, I think we're making the, the necessary progress uh, that you need to a weekend. I'm realizing that we are inside of uh, three weeks till game time now. So, you know, I think there's still progress to be made, but we're pleased with, you know, our execution generally, our, our efforts. Um, I think the guys understand, you know, much more now where, where they need to be and how they need to do it, and that's, that's the progress we need at this point. Well, you had a really young team last year. What uh, what have you seen in the difference from this standpoint, from this time last year to this time? What kind of changes have you seen in your team? Well, I, I think uh, a better understanding of just our schemes uh, at the parent. Um, I think a, a better understanding of how we need to practice, how we need to prepare. But you know, we're not we're not where we need to be probably on either one of those. Uh, in either one of those areas completely, but a lot different than last year. You can sense that we are a more mature team, and that, that reflects itself in many, many different ways. Well, uh, one of the things that you have this year, uh, which is seems for you guys has been changing every year, is you have a new quarterback. But he's a guy that got a little bit of uh, seasoning last year, and that's uh, Josh Allen. Uh, how's he doing? Well, I think he's continuing to... To make progress, you know, he's got two springs and two fall candidates into the second fall camp. So, yeah, he is new, but he's been around a little while. Got a little taste against Eastern Michigan last year. So, you know, I think um, I think Josh is, is on track. Uh, you know, we need to figure out these next few weeks you know, what exactly are his limitations, what is he capable of, how far can we stretch this offense. But, uh, you know, I think coming off of a very solid spring, I think uh, we've been pleased with his, his first week so far. Well, you've got some other weapons besides Josh. Uh, Brian Hill, of course, is coming back, and uh, I understand that uh, he's a little bit heavier and a little bit stronger than last year. Yeah, Brian. Uh, you know, I hope when we get out there in September, is pushing two twenty, and if he was, you know, two hundred five at the most, maybe last year. So, you know, he's still running as well as ever. Um, that'll make him just a little bit more powerful. You know, and, and again, he's. You know, he's in his, going to his third year here, so you know, not only will he be more athletic, more powerful, all that stuff, but he's he's mentally sharp. I mean, he's been you know through the through the rigors of this offense and understands the ins and outs, and you know, we really anticipate that uh, you know Brian can take a step forward, even though he had a tremendous sophomore season. Now, with Brian in the backfield uh, doing so well. Uh, I got the feeling that teams were kind of uh, stacking the box on you because you were having trouble with passing. Um, a little bit, but you've got a couple of good guys in there in Tanner Gentry and, and Jake Mohart. Um, what do you think about the passing game so far? What do you see there? Well, you're right. I, I think we did get the, ba- the boxes stacked against us, and there's a lot of different reasons for that one being, you know, teams wanted to challenge us on the edge and say we could play a one-on-one. And, you know, Tanner was really having a tremendous year. Gentry, uh, you know, six games into it, and unfortunately he went down. You know, I think from that point on, you know, Jake Mulhart really picked up the slack, but you know that's that's too much too small a number there. You know we needed more guys that position, and we were really youthful besides those two last year. And you know that that youth has now gained some experience, and I think we feel like we can play 
with more guys out there, more guys, more guys that can make plays, and, and obviously we need to protect up front and make throws. But you know, feel like we're we're certainly on the right track as far as having better balance as far as what the defense has to take into account. Well, that uh, speaks to the um, offensive line. Um, they've got another year under their belt, and um, they're pretty. They're still kind of young, but I guess they're pretty experienced at this point. Yeah, you know, we we do return um, a lot of the the guys that played last year. We went through some growing pains, in particular with two true freshmen, Zach Walsh, Kate Jackson. So they did some things at times, but they were they were young and undersized, and they're not as young and not as undersized anymore. Um, you know, the new the new guy in the mix is Ryan uh, Epson at center, who is a fifth year senior, but it's really his first year on offense. And you know, he's twenty some practices into playing center and you know, making the progress that you should be making at that time, but we really need to you know, speed up his uh, his learning curve as that game is only three weeks away. So, you know, feel good about um, where we're going um, at that position group, uh, but typically those five guys coming together is a process, and that's what we're seeing right now. Well, uh, you said we've just got a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to open up with Northern Illinois, the Huskies, and uh, that's not – too shabby of a team to start your season with, is it? No question. Uh, you know, they've been as consistent as almost anybody in the country at the FBS level over the last several years. And, you know, that tells you one thing. They got, uh, they got good players, but, but moreover, they got kids that know how to win and, and, you know, can get into tight ball games and find ways to get that done. And, you know, we're going to have our hands full. Um, but, uh, you know, we fully expect our guys to go out and compete and not bow down for, for sure. But it's, and I think it's good. It's good to have a point like that first in the schedule. Um, you know, it, it, it creates a sense of urgency different than, you know, maybe a opponent that doesn't appear to be as strong. So, you know, come a few weeks down the road that Saturday night, you know, I think our guys are going to be ready to go and we're going to give the Huskies the best shot possible. Super. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope to talk to you later uh, this year as we go through the season. But again, thank you for joining us on Go Wild Go. Thanks. I enjoyed being out with you. Thank you, Coach. Five, four, three, two, one. Jeff. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, Coach uh, Brent Vegan and my conversation with him. Uh, he uh, seems pretty positive uh, about uh, the development so far. Well, like we talked about all summer, uh, these these players are going to get a year older. They should be a year older, more seasoned. They're going to be a little bigger. But just that maturity and understanding what they need to do with, with a lot of players coming back on this offense and really on both sides of the ball, you should see an uptick or two uh, with how they perform. Um, the offensive line should be a couple levels up there uh, versus what they last year, just based on improvement. And then uh, there's some younger players that have hopefully will step into that wide receiver spot to give both Gentry and Mulhart uh, additional uh, depth and rotation players. A couple players are just mentioned recently by Coach Bowl was uh, John Aquali, the freshman out of California or Arizona. He's actually out of Phoenix, Arizona. And then uh, Austin Conway, the former basketball player um, who is now on the football team to play a slot wide receiver, has actually been, uh, seems to have a quick curve and is making a little bit of an impact. So help Lynn, Lynn Depp along with C.J. Johnson, the redshirt freshman that had a really good spring 
spring camp. Well, yeah. So that's there's 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 reason for hope, Pope fans. There's reason for hope. It's looking pretty good. Uh, speaking of such, you know, we've been talking about recruiting and all that. Uh, we're going to have uh, Tom Laycock on here in a few minutes, and uh, he's got some news about uh, the uh, some recruiting developments. Uh, I guess you understand that there's uh, been some movement on the basketball side. Well, Tom's going to bring some good news. It just seems like since Coach Ed- Edwards uh, took this program over, um, he really appears to be a couple steps ahead of recruiting right now than maybe people uh, expected out of the gate, especially coming off the short spring recruiting period. And to have a blue-chip player narrow Wyoming down to a top-five visit list, because NCA only allows five visits uh, per prospect, uh, Parker Stewart, who his dad formerly coached an assistant coach at Wyoming underneath uh, Coach Royer, as his son has Wyoming in the top five. And this guy has like multi-offers from major schools, and a lot of those schools aren't even on his short list for visits. So he said he's going to visit Wyoming on October 1st. That's something Tom, I'm sure, is going to go into a little bit more um, discussion about. And also, in addition to that, another blue chip power forward out of the State of California, Tyler Bay, is also there of Wyoming in his top five list, which includes schools like San Diego State. So Wyoming appears to be really picking up some momentum in basketball recruiting. In addition to that, the Lewis Adams guy is already signed with and looked really good playing out at the Bahamas. Um, it's very impressive with his athletic ability, his ability to really make some plays. So I think there's a lot of promise with some of the recruiting stuff that's developing with Wyoming right now. Well, that is super. Um, you get a, a guys like that. Now, the Stewart uh, kid, uh, I think he has uh, uh, had lived in Laramie. Of course, his dad was a, a coach here, so uh, that may be uh, useful. Well, it appears to be a big factor right now with recruiting uh, for Wyoming because he is, feels very close to Laramie, grew up. Laramie, or at least uh, you know, through junior high, maybe a little bit of high school, and he really does feel a connection with Laramie, Wyoming, and it appears he's coming out on a recruiting visit. Tom's going to get in that a little bit more, I'm sure of, but just for Wyoming being the top five in that list is, is really big, because he is really a marquee prospect right now nationally. Well, super. I tell you what, why don't we just uh, move right over and uh, let's talk to Tom, all right? Recruiting update. Well, we've got Tom Laycock on the line, uh, our recruiting guru for Go Wild Go. Hello, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, very good. And hey, we're glad to have you here. Uh, I was talking to Ian just a little while ago, and uh, he was saying that we had some really good news about uh, a player that formerly, a basketball player that formerly lived in Laramie. Yes. Parker Stewart from... uh Union City, Tennessee, uh, sent a text this week saying that he has firmed up his official visit date for Laramie uh, on October 1st. And uh, I believe uh, the other four officials he's taking are Georgetown, Kansas State, Nebraska, and uh, the the fourth one uh, escapes me right now. But uh, if you look at his offer list, I believe it's Ole Miss now that I think about it, actually, Mississippi. If you look at his offer list, Southeast Conference heavy. Uh, I believe he's getting some looks from uh, from Big Ten schools at this point as well. In addition to uh, 
uh, Big 12. So it's really an impressive uh, coup to be able to pick up at least, at the very least, a visit from him. Um, he'll be in that 2017 class where they've got two. They're going to sign two kids, um, one scholarship open, and then they'll oversign by one. Is kind of the kind of plan. So um, Stewart does have a background in Laramie. His father, Anthony Stewart, used to be a an assistant coach with uh, the University of Wyoming under Keith Schroyer. He's now at the uh, University of Tennessee Martin, I believe. Um, I think picked up that job from Troyer just this last year, I believe. Uh, I think I saw Schroyer is now an assistant coach at uh, one of the schools that's also tracking uh, Parker Stewart. But, yeah, Parker's been back a few times in the last year. The most recent was this summer where he was uh, you know, kind of an unofficial visit, not necessarily to the university, uh, but he's coming back to see friends. Parker was here, I think, from grades four through eight, roughly. And uh, to him, uh, this is sort of that, that second home is what he told us a couple of years ago. Well, that's good. I, like you said, he's got a lot of good prospects out there, and he put us on our five schools that he's allowed to visit. So uh, that, that portends some good things. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, we're all hopeful about that. It sounds like he'd be a great addition to uh, the Wyoming roster. He would. And the most interesting thing is, is maybe the Wyoming coaches aren't the biggest recruiters in this, but I've, I've been told that he's got a very good friend who plans on uh, still living in Laramie and plans on walking on the Wyoming football team. So uh, all, all good indicate, indicators for the University of Wyoming. They can, uh, you know, keep up with uh, you know some of those brand name products such as Georgetown and, and Nebraska. Yeah, that's fantastic. Anything else going out on the recruiting uh, horizon uh, this time? This week, we were able to speak a little bit to to a couple about to a couple football players. Johnny Edwards from California, three star wideout. Once again, he likes what he sees. You know, I, I have to kind of go back to something we talked about last week in terms of you know not a lot of commitments thus far. But we do seem to see the kids that, that are, I'm talking to anyway, seem to have a much better idea of what Wyoming is, what it stands for, and how they want to be used uh, by the Pope's than maybe they did in the last uh, uh, in the last administration here. So I think their Cowboy uh, coaches are definitely getting out and, uh, and, and speaking in much more clear terms, perhaps, uh, in terms of the role that they could play in Wyoming. That's good. That's good. Very, uh, very uh, enlightening. Uh, so, uh, well, good. We've got some good basketball news. We've got some good football news. Um, what are you going to be working on next week? Well, next week, I think we may see uh, Hunter Thompson, the 610 power forward center from Pine Bluffs, has been uh, vacationing before school. He should be back at the start of next week, and, and rumor has it he may be getting a little more serious about the recruiting side, or at least a little more serious about naming a favorite or, or a signee at the start of next week. So maybe we'll have something to go on there. Maybe kind of takes a little more time. But um, from from what I've been hearing anyway, Wyoming's been the one school that has been considering. Uh, I don't know who else uh, would be in at this point. So I kind of like the book's chances. We'll see where it goes from there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll continue to catch up with football. I spoke to a, couple young men this week and uh you know i think everyone at this point is just kind of interested in getting into the bear season and uh getting a couple uh bits of game film out to a couple to uh their schools that those first three games tend to be important and then uh, once again the official visits can start as soon as the season starts 
for the college teams. So uh, September 3rd, obviously, being that first game for the Pokes, uh, we'll hopefully be putting together a list of kids who are coming out to take their officials, and we'll see some. I assume we'll see some decisions made from there. Fantastic. Well, we can always hope for the Pokes to do well against uh, Northern Illinois, and uh, I suppose that wouldn't hurt with the recruiting, I guess. No, nor would a big crowd for that game. All right. Well, fantastic. Hey, Tom, I know you're on the road. You're out there. Uh, I think you're out there somewhere in Greenland, out there in Colorado. So I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day and uh, uh, letting us know what's going on in Wyoming recruiting. Happy to, Jeff. Thanks for putting this together for us. All right. Well, we'll uh, this was podcast number two, by the way. So we're moving down the road and we'll talk to you on podcast number three. Sounds great. I look forward to it. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thank you, Jeff. This has been a Cowboy Recruiting Update. That was Tom. Uh, That was a really interesting look uh, at recruiting. And uh, like I said, that's some good news that he's brought up. Well, I tell you what, that does it for our list today. I think we're about ready to put this podcast number two to bed. Sounds good. Look forward to podcast number three next week. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let me uh, fire it up and let's roll on out of here. You've been listening to the Go Wild Go podcast. I've been your host, Jeff Fry, joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go Wild Go. Go Wild Go podcast is a production of Jackalope Ridge Media in cooperation with Go Wild Go. All rights reserved. (laughs) 